opening this week's episode with a dramatic reading of the thumbs up, thumbs down section of the Ojai Valley News is Lily Brown, co-producer of the Townies podcast. A reader sends a thumbs up to the VC Watershed Protection District for the free, well-presented and informative watershed workshop this past Saturday at Miners Oaks Elementary School. Very helpful. A reader sends a thumbs up to the young man who called her from Grande Vista Street when her 16-year-old beagle went out for a walk by herself. Thank you for watching out for her and making sure she didn't get hit by a car. A reader sends a big thumbs down to the woman who decided to urinate right off of the Shelf Road Trail on a busy morning. Please respect other people's space and integrity by being discreet and moving to a more private area. Morning, nerds. I'm from here. Here's the story. Welcome back to the Townies Podcast. I am Kim Maxwell, and I am a Townie. I am a Townie who loves other people's stories. I teach a weekly writing and performance workshop here in my ridiculously small fishbowl of a town nestled in the foothills of Ventura County. And for 25 years, the raw and vulnerable musings of my brilliant and courageous students have sent me home filled with hope. Some of my beloved students are seasoned professionals. Some have never even been on a stage before. But there they are, up in front of a live audience, flinging themselves and their brand new words into the abyss. Their reward? They have been heard. They matter. Their words matter. And the audience? Well, they have just officially been granted permission to do the same to go out there somewhere and take a big old risk. And that is the sacred exchange between terrified storyteller and gracious audience member. Permission. I love people's stories because stories are what connect us. This is the Townies Podcast. Welcome to the neighborhood. Episode 14. Nerds. Opening this week's episode, Illuminati Confirmed, written and performed by Woody Brown. This is the second time up to the Townies podcast plate for Woody. He's a recent 4.16 GPA graduate of Besant Hill School with a penchant for playing melee on his GameCube and letting our speckled dog sleep on his bed. I love that boy. Do you believe in the government? I don't. (laughs) Government, three syllables, three syllables, and I'm not alone. Home alone with Joe Pesci, a symbol, a precursor for the mono-child scheme in China. China. Fine China. Fine, uh, Mystery Incorporated, finna get to the bottom of these secrets. Secret, (laughs) Seacrest, Seacrest, Ryan, Ryan Seacrest! American Idol. Used to numb the opinions of the public with dry humor and subliminal messaging. American Idol, six syllables in American Idol, only 111 contestants got three yeses in round one of 2011. Yeah. 111 times six is 666. 
the devil's number. Lucifer, God's favorite angel, Lucif, Lucy. Lucy's a common name given to children of Irish, English, or Scottish descent. Like Noah. Noah's Ark, Ark of the Covenant, featured prominently in Indiana Jones, where he drops hints about the three sides of the Pentagon that existed after JFK was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> three times the 222 people in the immediate vicinity of the assassination. Brings us right back to 666. <laughs> Let me ask you, what's a Pentagon minus two sides? <laughs> it's a triangle. <laughs> Bring us back to the eye of Providence. Freemasons, freeing Sergeant Mason. The low-budget ripoff made of Saving Private Ryan in 2012. The year the Mayans predicted an ending. To them, that was the future. Phil of the future. <laughs> Disney's involvement in the French Revolution involving the bourgeoisie. Three-class system that dominated France at the time. Three. Eminem's third most played lyric. Using... Mom's spaghetti, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. A piece of land going out into the ocean, Jetty. Asian actor and icon is Jet Lee. Popular folk singer, Kravitz Lenny. Elton John wrote the Jets and Benny. Everyone cries when Forrest finally yells for Jenny. 66 syllables in six sentences. 66 dash six. Six. 1666. 333 years before I was born. Oh my God. Oh my God! And you just heard from Woody Brown. Opossums are awesome. Written and performed by Garland Scarlet. Petite and principled, this compact, positive powerhouse loves animals, reading, and magic of all kinds. Miss Garland believes in fairy tales enough for all of us. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, teachers, my fellow students, and the judges of the Beaumont Junior High School Public Speaking Competition. Um, I'm Nimue Evers, um, and Opossums are awesome. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, opossums are cute and big. Well, not as big as some, but um, they're awesome. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> opossums are both timorous and efficient at the same time, and whose existence benefits our environment and our health. I like opossums because they pick things up with their tails and they use their tails to climb trees by wrapping them around branches. They eat rats and mice and cockroaches, which is helpful. Oh, and they're immune to Lyme disease. <laughs> they can eat up to 4,000 ticks a week, which lowers the spread of Lyme disease for the rest of us. Oh, and opossums have a 95% immunity to rabies. Unlike raccoons, squirrels, skunks, foxes, and coyotes, and bats, whose species are the primary carriers for rabies. Although opossums, when warding off a predator, will sometimes pretend to be rabid by swaying, drooling, and hissing, they are fantastic actors. <laughs> oh, and I bet you didn't know that opossums eat snakes. You know uh, why they can eat snakes? Because they are immune to snake venom. So, when a, when a water moccasin or a rattlesnake decides to bite an opossum, 
The bite will be as lethal as a bee sting. The bite may swell up a bit, but that would be all. Boom. <laughs> and yet, in spite of all these cool benefits, people hate them. They just blindly hate them. Their judges ugly and vermin and worst yet, rodents. But they are not rodents. They are marsupials. <laughs> the only marsupials native to North America. The only one. They are rare and meek and vulnerable. And, and you know when an opossum is playing dead? Well, it's not doing it on purpose. It's not a choice. They faint. They're frightened and they just faint. <laughs> I think it makes them just that much more unlikable and endearing. People call possums ugly and creepy and gross. When really, what they do is benefit the ecosystem. They even blame opossums for the death of their chickens. When a possum killing a chicken is quite rare. The majority of the time, it's raccoons killing your chickens, not opossums. But people like raccoons because they're cute with their fluffy, fluffy fur and their little bandit masks and their adorable, opposable thumbs and, and, but raccoons are mean. They eat your chickens, they attack your dogs, giving them rabies, and they throw you in the trash cans at lunch, and they lock you in the gymnasium by yourself. <laughs> and they call you ugly and stupid and loser and... Oops. Um, raccoons look ugly when they hiss, too. <laughs> Just like every other animal. But people still think they're adorable. Which, yes, they are. But why love one thing and hate another based on looks? Because that's what it is. People think opossums are ugly because whenever someone comes across one, the opossum hisses and drools, and I'll admit, it looks kind of scary. But they aren't. They're just doing the best they can. Many judge the opossum's defense mechanism of playing dead as lame. So I offer you this for your consideration. Most predators will not eat something that's already dead because most predators want to make the kill themselves. So, when an opossum is playing dead, is it lame or is it awesome? <laughs> opossums are creatures that should be respected and appreciated. You just got to give them a chance. A chance to be awesome. Because opossums are awesome. Woo! Garland Scarlet. Thank you, Garland. Wes, written and performed by Stella Slaughter. An ex-4-H nerd from the Upper Ojai and 30 minutes late for everything, Stella found her way to the Nordoff High School homecoming court in the same year she purchased her Harry Potter robe and wand. like a Wes Anderson film. I'm full of theatrics and I shout a lot, but at the end of the day I'm really quite simple and I just want what everybody else does. To love and be loved and content. I'm Steve Zizu, expertly played by Bill Murray. I'm kind of an asshole on the surface, but deep down I really care too much if you ask me. But for some reason I'm better at showing that to new people than to the ones that have been there the longest. For some reason they don't leave and I don't know why they don't. I would. <laughs> the kids in Moonrise Kingdom just wanted to be with each other and away from their hectic worlds. <laughs> Only I'm not the cool kids. 
I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I'm neurotic and stressed out and make a big deal out of little things. I don't try to drive people away in my attempts to fulfill my desire of happiness, but I care too much and accidentally drive my wife away to seek comfort in Bruce Willis. <laughs> but I would still carry out a full search for my daughter, even though she went off with some boob-touching, prepubescent boy scout, because I love her and I'd do anything for her. I'm Ray Fiennes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm over the top and often bombard people with the scent of my perfume, but I'm actually quite sensitive. And if you say something mean to me, my feelings will get hurt. I will then continue my shenanigans with full enthusiasm, but I won't forget the time you made me feel sad and stupid and bad. I also curse like a sailor, which can be both shocking and completely fitting considering my personality. I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> It's just that he writes about these people who don't think they're worthy of love, and yet they're still appalled and completely shocked that nobody loves them, and that's what I am. <laughs> but at the end of all of his movies, these completely unlovable people find a love as unconventional as they are, and someday I know I will too. You see... There are still faint glimmers of civilization left in this barbaric slaughterhouse that was once known as humanity. Indeed, that's what we provide in our own modest, humble, insignificant... Oh, fuck it. Fiend. <laughs> you were listening to Stella Slaughter. And now, Felix Penny, with Man on the Moon, from the album Twin Trip.
learn more about the artists and music featured on the Townies podcast, please visit thetowniespodcast.org. Customer Care, written and performed by Tara Jeffrey. Miss Tara is a two-time in townie as well, and we are happy to have her back. This world-class Pilates boot camp drill sergeant will crack you up, kick your ass, and leave you wanting more. Amazon.com book review by Ms. Jeffrey. The Healing Miracle Foods by Anthony Michael, the medical medium. One star. (laughs) This is a mediocre follow-up to his first book, Medical Medium. With the exception of some recipes, most of the information involved involves eating more fruits and vegetables and how pesticides and negative emotions are bad for us. Duh. I received an email soliciting health practitioners to apply for a position to work with Mr. Michael. After receiving confirmation for a spot in the program, I learned it would cost $1,000 to join for a 30-minute consult with the medium. Then I was deluged with daily emails talking up the new book. I would have unsubscribed but wanted to find out if I was accepted to the program, so I suffered through the massive marketing onslaught. There was nothing new in this book. Then there was a comment of my review from C. Lawton, which read, Wow, Tara, you obviously did not read this book, and to think you call yourself a health practitioner. I looked you up online. Your business is a sham. Shame on you. You think you're some kind of teacher and nutritionist? You're a fraud. What you refer to as heavy marketing were weekly emails filled with tons of free content that you signed up for. Why didn't you just unsubscribe? Then she copied and pasted five pages from the book. (laughs) Feeling like I just got kicked in the face, I sat around in shock for a few hours. Then I licked my wounds and contacted Amazon customer service, letting them know about the person leaving abusive comments. I also inquired as to how this person was able to obtain personal details like my first name. And their response back to me. Dear Ms. Jeffrey, Thank you for your inquiry. We took down your review, as it does not fit our criteria for friendly and helpful content. (laughs) Please see the link below for examples of reviews that fit our criteria. We hope this helps. Brian, customer care. Dear Brian, thank you for your response. You did not come anywhere close to effectively dealing with my complaint. Aren't commenters held to the same standards as reviewers? I'd like to know how this person I complained about was able to get personal information about me through Amazon. Can you answer me that, Bri Bri? (laughs) Yes, Tara Jeffrey. For the life of me, I, I could not understand how my review did not meet their criteria, yet her comments were being ignored. Priding myself on not being a quitter, I submitted an edited review. This one, pure as the driven snow. Within five minutes of posting it, a response to my review from C. Lawton. Wow, Tara. You came back for another attempt to take the author, the book, and everybody else down with you. Loser. Smart move to do a little damage control after you thoroughly embarrass yourself with your hate-filled rant you called a review. You do indeed sound a lot more sane this time. 
But you are delusional if you think that accusing such an amazing healer of heavy marketing and saying it seemed more about selling books is a fair appraisal of this book. Then she copied and pasted the same five pages of the book again. Someone named Keith wrote a review and thought the book was overly simplified and not much more than a bunch of recipes. See Lawton's response to Keith's review. Wow, Keith. (laughs) You should be ashamed of yourself. Trolling here, trying to knock down the book you clearly never read or let alone even looked at. And when you're callous enough to libel the author who has dedicated his entire life to healing others, then you ought to at least be smart enough to do a tiny bit of homework first. But no, you couldn't be bothered. (laughs) And I have to note that the products you buy and have bought and reviewed are awful. No one who buys all kinds of herbicides and pesticides and cheap plastic lids for your Coke cans could possibly be interested in anything related to their health and to think you have a child. (laughs) Then she copied and pasted the same five pages of the book. How could she do this to Keith and me? I I started to do a little detective work and found that C. Lawton essentially gave the same diatribe to everyone who gave bad reviews to the book, all of them starting with, wow, such and such. I dug deeper, but all I could find about her was C. Lawton, Catherine L. Lawton, New York. I looked at products she reviewed and recognized them as things that the medical medium recommended. I tried to find her on Facebook. I became obsessed with C. Lawton. (laughs) She knows way too much about me and Keith. (laughs) How on earth did she know he had a child for crying out loud? She knows where I work, where I live, what I do. It took everything in me not to respond to her. Part of me wanted to hire a private investigator to prove my point to Amazon about breaching personal details to strangers. I hoped customer care would remedy the situation, but they were doing nothing. Who was she? I fantasized about how pretend friend Keith and I were going to stop her. A panoply of possible characters ran through my mind as I pondered. C. Lawton rhymes with Bin Laden. Or... A potential guest on the hit television show, Hoarders. C. Lawton lives in her garbage-filled apartment with plastic covering the furniture. She's not a fan of showers or deodorant. Claims to be a vegan vegetarian, but is routinely caught eating any manner of gluten-filled meaty snacks in the break room at work. She goes out on the interstate under the guise of picking up trash to collect roadkill that is promptly deposited in her freezer for future taxidermy projects. She once went on vacation to Africa but never left her hotel room preferring to watch baseball instead. Or maybe C. Lawton is a housewife, obsessively competitive, wears her cheerleading uniform from high school before before going online to cyberbully people on Amazon and Facebook. Has a Barbie doll named Little Kathy perched on her lap and dressed identically to her, including the pom-poms. She comments to Little Kathy, let's go out and destroy some lives today, Little Kathy. Little Kathy comments back with an enthusiastic, yay! She has a loaded AK-47 assault rifle in her attic, just in case. She and little Kathy both know how to use it. Or maybe C. Lawton is divorced for the third time, and of course it was all their fault. Hates kids, especially her own, and regularly attempts to convince pregnant women into adopting their unborn. Met the medical medium at a retreat in Costa Rica and glommed onto him like a fungus. 
had a 30-minute session with him that ended after 22 minutes, costing her the last of her savings. Has an astrological anecdote for everything that happens at any given time. (laughs) Smokes crack before getting onto Amazon to review health products. Has a habit of flirting with other women's husbands at inappropriate times, like at church, and when her mother was in the hospital. Likes the out-of-doors, but wishes there was no wildlife. I had a suspicion that perhaps C. Lawton worked for the publishing company or maybe even Amazon, which would explain their anemic response to my queries. I decided to give Brian at Customer Care another opportunity to fix this by sending him one more email. Wow, Brian. (laughs) Keith and I are very upset at Amazon's unwillingness to address this cyberbullying and the breach of our confidentiality by Amazon. I implore you, Brian, to please take some time away from your new iPhone in your ultra-hip break room and write me back with some actual customer care. Best, Miss Jeffrey. I imagine Keith to be about as chapped about this as I was, but how could I get Keith on board to support the cause? I decided that maybe Brian didn't like strong women. And maybe I had the answer all along, and maybe Keith and Brian needed to have a conversation man to customer care man. I called Amazon and miraculously was able to get Brian on the line. I had to think fast and do my best imitation of Keith, even though I knew nothing about him except that he has a child and a penchant for pesticides. (laughs) I decided to quickly have Keith be kind of a bro. Hello, this is Brian from Customer Care. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Hey, man, this is Keith. (laughs) Hi, Keith. May I have your customer ID number, please? Shit, I didn't have it because I'm not Keith. I had to think quick, fast, and recover. Oh, I lost my information. Okay, I think I can help you with that. All we need to do is go through and ask you some security questions. Well, uh, I guess that's cool, but first can you tell me... uh, how do, you, how, how do I keep you from giving my security information away? How do I know you're not leaking it? Keith was knocking it out of the park. <laughs> uh, let me put you on a brief hold, please. Okay. The brief hold turned into being cut off, and after several emails and phone calls to Brian, I decided to take matters into my own hands. <laughs> if customer care was not going to deal with C. Lawton, then perhaps she would be judged by a community of her peers. <laughs> So, I set up half a dozen phony Amazon accounts, (laughs) reviewing the book with one star. What transpired was like Christmas and Fourth of July all at once. Every time she gave a snarky comment to review, one of the people shot back in a very unexpected way. Clean Queen from Wisconsin says, Thank you for setting me straight on that book. I always knew I was challenged, and this proves it. Pepper Spray from Dayton, Ohio says, C. Lawton, you're a genius. Thank you for socking it to me. I needed that. I'm going to force myself to read that book again. God Squad from Seattle, Washington says, Praise Jesus and blessings to you. My wife's been telling me some of the same things you just wrote for years. I think you just saved my marriage. Peachy Keen from Jacksonville, Florida says, What do you get when you add one part honesty, one part tough love, and three parts wonderful? You get C. Lawton. (laughs) I think she's short-circuited. 
clearly not expecting the backlash from the love committee. She seemed to disappear, perhaps back to one of her lives, picking up roadkill from the interstate, working on little Kathy's hair, or enjoying some stale M&Ms in the break room. I can sleep better knowing that I may have C. Lawton wondering if someone out there cares about her. In actuality, I think I just wore her out. <laughs> and that was Tara Jeffrey. Wow, baby, wow. Written and performed by Lily Brown, Morgan Flannery, and Noah Lashley with Asa Larmonth. When they aren't conversing with their cats, crying while singing Holding Out for a Hero out the car window, organizing their sock drawer on a Friday night, or desperately avoiding confrontation, they're drinking cheap wine on my back porch making fun of themselves. Oh, what a delightful gang of weirdos. Lights up on four people all typing away rapidly on their computers. Princess Leia Bun's online. Mystic Knight 56 online. Mystic Knight 56? I've never seen you in these parts before, tongue face. Never been. Alrighty then, welcome, smiley face. Smiley face. Smiley face. LOL. Balthazar 300 online. Princess Leia Bun's WTF. What is it, Balthazar 300? What are you doing talking to him? Um, he is new, lol. He's from the village across the bridge of despair, our rival village. Uh, WTF since when? Since forever. You never asked me where I was from. I can't believe you lied to me. I can make it up to you, LOL. Smiley face. <laughs> Princess Leia Buns. What? WTF, stop flirting with him. Oh, MMMMGGGGG, I am not. Big boobs, one, two, three, one, two, three, online. <laughs> Why, hello, Mystic Knight 56. Big boobs, one, two, three, one, two, three. Who's your <laughs> Tongue face. Why is your screen name Big Boobs? Because I have them, and you obviously don't, lol. I bet that the only impressive buns that you have are on your head. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Balthazar 300. Yes? <laughs> That's a pretty big staff you got there. It's impressive, winky face. Law, you think so? Smiley face. <laughs> Angry face! <laughs> what, you threatened, LMAO? Ladies, let's not fight. Big boobs, be nice. <laughs> I can't help that my charm stats are above average, lol. I can see that all of you is above average. Lol, smiley face. Balthazar 300! Princess Leopold's get over it. Her avatar's just more attractive than yours. Excuse me? Passive aggressive flat face! I would have to disagree with the previous statement. LOL. That's because you're a noob, Ruffle. Yeah, noob. Leave him alone, guys. Why don't you go buy yourself a nice thistle tea and take a nap? Seems to me that somebody's getting a little grumpy, lol. I will not tolerate this abuse. I am a level 47 death knight. You are a waste of my daylight hours and energy points. 
Come on, Mystic Knight, let's get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to hang around these losers anyway. <laughs> yeah, run away like the little level one water nymph that we all know you are, lol. Ruffle! Stop it, sad face! Level 47 Death Knight, lol. More like level 47 Derp Knight. No! Derp no! Knight! Derp no! Knight! No, I'm not! Derp Knight. <laughs> that is it. Atomic Knight Mist Bomb! WTF, my health! Raffle, look who's the derp knight now, lol! L-O-L. Raffle. L-M-A-O. F-M-L, dude, you turned me into a dwarf! Lol. <laughs> now your size matches your skill! Lol. Lol. Mystic Knight 56, let's go slay a dragon. You can come slay my dragon, lol. Heart, winky face. <laughs> go get a cottage of secrecy or something. Lol, owned. Shut up, dwarf bitch. Sad face. Let's get out of here, Balthazar 300. Let's go get our own cottage of secrecy. Item 9, transport po uh, potion activated. Altazar 300 and Big Boops 123, 123, transport away! We make a good team. Heck yes we do, lol. Balthazar 300, transport back. OMG, OMG, OMFG, Big Boops 123, 123 is a dude! L O L. And that was Lily Brown, Morgan Flannery, Noel Lashley, and Asa Larmonth bringing home the episode. I'm from here. Here's the story. Please join us every other Tuesday for a new round of freshly minted stories. I am Kim Maxwell of Kim Maxwell Studio. And we teach people to launch their stories loudly and unapologetically into the world. To laugh more, risk more, and have bigger lives. The Townies Podcast is co-produced by Lily Brown, Asa Larmonth, and Ken Eros. Studio engineering and mixing by Eros Creative and Sound. The Townies theme song was written and performed by Rain Perry, recorded and mixed by Martin Young, and mastered by Mark Hallman at the Congress House. The Townies podcast is in part made possible by a generous grant from the Ojai Arts Commission and the City of Ojai, a small town with big stories. You can find out more about us at thetowniespodcast.org. Thank you for listening. I thought those were good. That actually was <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> Lily yeah. said, maybe Lily, when she first read it, she was like, this sounds like they wrote it for themselves. Like they sent it into... The yeah, like the Watershed <laughs> Protection District was like, you look so cute today. <laughs> <laughs> you must be really popular in town. <laughs> I am. <laughs> a reader sends a thumbs up to the sound engineer of the Townies podcast. He's so, so smart. <laughs> And hilarious. God, and that co-producer, what a catch. <laughs>